stay at home on nine to five, raising your babies with joy and pride. A real ass mom, your real ass mom, taking care of business. Ooh, girl, you're resilient. Cause you're a real ass mom, a real ass mom. Welcome to the Real Mama Pod. I'm your host, Devin. And I'm your host, Kendra. We are real moms. Sharing real experiences. The, the things people don't tell you. Hey, Mama, hey. Hey, Mama, hey. How are you doing, friend? I am doing well. How are you? Girl, I'm stressed, but I'm going to be all right. <laughs> well, hold on. Before we get into that, I'm your host, Kendra. And I'm your host, Devin. Welcome to Welcome. the Real Mama Pod. So real quick, why are you, why are you stressed? What's going on? Today was just a day. Drew done got sick. I had to cook my meals today because we went camping and I didn't prepare properly. And I had to get my hair done after camping. So I sacrificed not making my dinner. And we had to record today and I was just running over. Just a hot mess. Okay. I, hot mess. You, but we're friend. here. I um we are eating takeout tonight because mm -hmm. I too only cooked one meal. <laughs> And you know how I am. I don't want to eat lunch and dinner. I don't want mm -hmm. the same lunch and dinner. I just, just give me some, I need something fresh. So right. <laughs> Jonathan actually went to get us some food. And I understand how you feel with a sick baby because Eli was sick last week and was with me at home all week. So I'm recovering yeah. from last yeah. week. Yeah, so I Jared, hear Jared is home with him. So, and he kept both of them home. So. Oh, I did just heart. get to go to work and sleep in a little late today. So that was nice. So right. I didn't have to drop the boys. But we have two guests, as y'all can see. <laughs> and so we have the ladies from Small Talk Podcast, uh, Asia and Brittany. And their podcast is super dope. So they're friends. They started this podcast. And they talk about everything, like all the hot topics, all the contentious things, those that's your podcast if you're looking for a new podcast definitely check them out they have very good conversations um they have a lot of conversations with males and getting a male perspective uh i think Brittany talked about not changing her last name on a podcast so that was her perspective was pretty cool with that and when mm. she they had a male guest on there and he was talking about thinking about taking his wife's last name because he wasn't like that close with his family and didn't have these ties. So that perspective was really interesting. So I really enjoy their podcast. It's a lot of fun, good laugh, but it's also very like knowledgeable because they're therapists. So they give you like little tidbits here and there. So it's mm. a pretty good podcast. So I love it. Um, so welcome ladies. Welcome to the Real welcome. Mama Pod. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. You're hyping us up. I'm getting excited. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what we do. We hype yes. each other up. At the Real Mama Pod, we will motivate and hype you up, okay? Yeah. We don't do nothing else. So, um, welcome, ladies. Um, so, if you all can briefly just tell us about yourselves. Um, Brittany, we know you are a mama, Asia. You are out here, you know, dating and mingling and stuff. So just tell us a little bit about your dynamics, how you became friends, and your journey to podcasting. Okay. Asia, you want me to go? So you want to start? You want me to do it? I got it. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Asia and I, we actually met in grad school. We were We went back to school for our master's degree in social work. Um, shout out to all the social workers out there. Hey, y'all. Uh, <laughs> and it just, it, you know, it's funny because Asia tells a story all the time about like we rode the wave in the same cohort, but we did not like connect, connect until the last, maybe the second to last semester. Mm -hmm. So we sat in the same classes. We were cordial. We said, hey, what's up, girl? Hey, you know, the other black girl in the class. Um, <laughs> and then we didn't really click, click until two semesters before we graduated, where it was like, okay, she's pretty dope. Okay. We got common interests. And then we started mm -hmm. talking and, you know, it, it came about um, after, after we graduated, COVID hit. Actually, mm -hmm. we didn't even get to, to walk, to be honest. We, we didn't. Um, COVID actually came during our last semester. Mm -hmm. And then we started planning and 
talking about just things in general and life in general. And I was like, yo, let's, let's start a podcast. Like, let's just, let's just talk about it. Let's record ourselves mm-hmm. talking about it, um, different perspectives. So that's how we kind of got started. Just writing down topics, just kind of shooting the breeze. Small talk is just that small talk. It's literally 15, 20 minutes conversations about mm-hmm. just things that kind of come to mind. And that's where mm-hmm. we hit it off. So it's been, it's been booming ever since. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So Brittany, why we have you, can you tell us about yeah. your journey to mamahood? Oh, y'all ready? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Motherhood. Motherhood is rewarding, but it is so challenging. If mm. I'm honest, I think like a lot of people don't share the fact that they don't like it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I'll be the first mm-hmm. one to say that like, I, this is ghetto. Like, I don't mm-hmm. like this some days, right? Um, so I am a mother of an eight-year-old and a two-year-old. My daughter, I was pregnant with, I got pregnant with my daughter at 25. Yeah. At 25, a very unhealthy relationship there. So that kind of uh, introduced me, if you will, to single motherhood. And it was challenging. It was challenging. I thank God for my parents and my corner kind of helping me out. Um, and I was fortunate enough to meet my husband now, then boyfriend, I guess you could say, um, when, when my daughter was about one years old, he, we started talking and dating. So he's been around ever since, uh, we got married and then I had my two year old three months after we got married. So it was, it was really, really quick. So, um, it was challenging. I will say it was very different because of course with my daughter, it was just me and you know, her, her dad was, he was there when he could be, it wasn't, we weren't living together. We weren't together. So it was very much different trying to understand co-parenting for Mm -hmm. ourselves. Um, and her being a little girl, like I was very on top of things that I wanted her to experience or not experience as a woman. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was the challenging part of it. But then with my husband, it was having somebody in the home, having the support, having, you know, not to repeat certain things or that trust level was already embedded in our relationship. So I could go to the grocery store at ease, right? And know Mm -hmm. that the baby was okay. Um, so it was good. It was refreshing to, to start over, I guess you can say. And a boy this time is, is a different, oh my God, it's a different (laughs) ball game. (laughs) But motherhood, it's, it's rewarding. It, It, it has its, its perks, I should say. Love that. Yes, and what you said, what you started with, uh, with sometimes you don't like it and it's ghetto. We understand, girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So, Asia, when we did your introduction or when yeah. Devin did your introduction, she shared that you were out here mingling. <laughs> so, how is dating for you these days? Like, what does that look like? Let's let's talk about it. Do you have a best date, worst date? Like, what what's going on in Asia's world of dating? Ooh, okay. I'm getting, I'm getting into it. Um, dating is yes. Dating is very different. Um, so right now, I think a lot of like the like the internet dating and like the the websites and the the apps, the dating apps and stuff. Um, I've definitely found that to be interesting. Um, you meet some interesting people for real. I had one person, I think, within the first ten minutes, talking about uh, his mom, his his person before like that, that he was talking to beforehand. He was talking all everything to the point where uh, telling me all about his job that I should move to the town he was in. It was very ghetto talking about. uh, Yeah, it was just a lot. And so to the point where, and y'all, I'm a very direct person. Um, I kind of just like to say the things. So I said, I said, Hey, um, it's a no for me, but I just want to give you some feedback. um, So that for whoever comes next, that you'll know what you just did tonight was just unacceptable. Um, and this was what was not okay. And he and he was like, oh, you're saying that because you're a therapist. You were just reading into everything. You just want to control situations. And I'm like, or or your personality is just flawed. Um, and we can start there. <laughs> um, so that was one 
some of the worst times. Um, but I've also met some really, really dope people, you know, that I consider friends now. Um, like people from, like, I have a friend that now he lives in New Orleans, but um, he's a wonderful, like, artist. Um, like, we had some, like, dope times. Um, I would have different folks, like, if I wanted to, like, go out and dance. Um, then, you know, like, I had someone that, like, we just go out and we would, like, dance and stuff. Um, and we just, like, have fun. If I wanted, like, somebody that I had, you know, someone I was just, you know what, I want to have an intellectual type conversation, you know, see some artwork and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it's really cool, like, just meeting different people. Um, and for me and all my friends, they know I talk about just having life experiences. And so that's kind of how I see dating. Um, you land where you're going to land and just being open, you know, open to the process and the world of dating. Uh, I think it's it's pretty cool, but it can definitely be a, be a little, mm-mm, you know, thank you. <laughs> no, <sir. laughs> Asia, no, what's sorry. your sign? I just I'm get curious. my free meal, keep pushing. <laughs> free meal. <laughs> what is your sign, Asia? I'm a Libra. Ooh. Oh, you. Hey. <laughs> she was like, I'm very direct. And I just said, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, what is your sign? I'm curious. That, that one right there, very, very no sugar code, nothing. <laughs> I'm working on it, okay? Child, I don't know about that. Okay, so before we get into our Q&A, we wanted to play a little game with y'all just to make things fun. And so it's called, you know you're a podcaster when dot, dot, dot. So I'll say something like, you know you're a podcaster when you have technical issues because we just had some not too long ago. Um, so yeah, so we'll do... We'll just do one each, just to break the ice before we go into our Q&A. So, Kendra, you know you're a podcaster when... Oh, you put me on the spot, really? <laughs> um, when you want to say, fuck it, every week. <laughs> that is the truth. That's hilarious. That's the truth. That's, that's, that's a good one. But I love it. Let, let, let me just say that I do love pie. I love what me and Devin do. And damn it, if we don't have something to cuss about every week. But hey, we're living <laughs> in our purpose, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Who wants to go next? Uh, oh, let me think. Kendra, that was a good one, though, because mine was going to be similar. When every, <laughs> before every, I feel like, new episode, like, should we, do we have to do it today? Um, or even I'll give y'all even another one um, or if it's like was that today is that the episode we're supposed to be doing right now at this moment yeah, um, that is very real process. yeah that is real that is real what about you Brittany mine would have to be uh, let's see having difficulty connecting with people yo mm. we have come across some terrible folks Mm, terrible tell us more tell us more (laughs) (laughs) so and i love so one thing about y'all is i love that we can connect on this level and that you guys Mm -hmm. actually have like an introductory type thing type Mm -hmm. vibe um because baby let me tell you asia (laughs) and i took some risk and it's different with women right like yeah we kind of know each other whatever how perspective whatever but men, it is very hard not to connect with most men because it's kind of the opposite sex. And it's like, mm-hmm. uh, they should just bring a different vibe. When I tell you there's some dudes that we've had, uh, I'm going to pinpoint this one episode. Asia, you already know which one I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like pulling teeth. They were cornballs. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why didn't we fact check them before we right. recorded this? This is trash. Which episode was it? Because I think I know which one you're talking about. If you don't no, want to put I, it in the spot, you can write I'm it in not, the chat. I'm, I'm just joking. I know exactly what yeah, you're talking about. Yeah. That's hilarious. Because uh-huh. when I was listening to it, I was just like, Eesh. but yeah, oh, yeah, that's why we started our, no, no offense to y'all at all, but this is why we uh-huh. do meet and greets with people before we move forward to interview because you just never know what you're going to get. And the vibe's never not good, know. we're not moving forward. And I know that sounds yeah. very like rude, but you have to protect your brand, right? And for mm-hmm. us, like our, like our listeners are looking forward to learn something new 
every week. And I can't just have you on here shooting the shit. Like we need to be, <laughs> we need to be learning something from each other. So, um, yes, I definitely hear you on that. So that's exactly why we have meet and greets with people and really just try to get to know them and connect in some way. And we kind of follow people like, follow people who wants to be on the show just to see what they're about. Like, I'm going to do my research too. Kendra's going to do her research and be like, okay, like I listen to your podcast just so I can get a feel of like, who are y'all, you know? Yeah. So, um, yes. yeah, you got to protect the brand. So I hope knock on wood. In that my time, I'm, not, I'm protecting my time yeah, too. Cause I don't true. have time to be sitting here yeah. fiddling and pulling teeth and tongues yeah. and whatever else yeah. no yeah because if we can't talk for 15 minutes ain't no way we get into an hour so <laughs> 45 minutes yeah and i think it was a, such a good idea that y'all did that i called brit after i was like brit they do the meeting i thought we should have done that a couple of times <laughs> a couple of times oh my gosh yes yes yes, Devin, yes. what's I yours oh i said technical issues so, um, Brittany and Asia, both of you were, were taking a shift. The game is over. It was fun. Um, but both of you work in the mental health field. And it's this is a field that is being talked about a lot more. Um, and especially with, like, you all mentioned that you graduated graduate school during the pandemic and you transitioned into your respective fields. and. I'm wondering, you know, just based on data that you all may have seen or read through while you were in school and, and then even the work that you do now, have you all seen like a spike in how much people are needing more mental health services now than maybe in previous years? Absolutely. Yeah. And maybe Thanks. y'all can talk a little <laughs> bit about the type of mental health work that you, you do. Yeah. Um, so I I do I do trauma focused cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, so it's 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 a pretty intense um, intensive type of therapy. I do that with um, with teen girls. Um, actually, that's not true because the youngest client that I've had is three. Um, and so yeah, and so with that, um, we do like only a part of of the full um, TSCBT due to the age, um, but I do that with folks that have been through um, abuse, uh, mainly sexual abuse, human trafficking, and uh, sexual exploitation. That's the, that's the work I do. Wow, your youngest client was three? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so sad. For <clears throat> me, it's, it's more of, I'm more broad, right? So I do individual therapy as a whole. My clients kind of come in for any and everything mainly anxiety, depression. I have a lot of PTSD. Um, recently, I think the most interest, interesting client we had was a personality disorder, multiple personality disorder. Um, sis was really going through some crisis phases there. So in that, we I, I offer a lot of acceptance. In, it's called ACT, acceptance and commitment therapy. Um, but I'm heavy on narrative therapy. Narrative therapy is like my thing where you tell your story, we kind of like define it how you like to define it and then rewrite it. Right. So looking at those trauma that those trauma um, situations or experiences that you've gone through and just kind of rewriting it through narrative therapy or again, like I said, meeting you where you are is acceptance commitment therapy. So those are my my specialty areas, I would say. Yeah. Love that. And do well, you all you. feel that? Uh, go ahead, Devin. Go I'm ahead, sorry. friend. No, no, go. Um, do you all feel that people are, I guess now in, t in today's world with all the chaos that is going on, um, are people seeking mental health support or services more than they did before? Absolutely. I think so. Like at the beginning of COVID in 2020, I actually did a panel discussion. Um, called and the check-in is what it was called and mm -hmm. we had a whole conversation around ending the stigma right so many times oftentimes mental health was frowned upon and i feel like a lot of people uh were ashamed to say that they went to therapy but then like mm -hmm. as it became more prevalent and covid kind of 
making us ostracizing ourselves or kind of Mm -hmm. be alone right in these spaces or be with the same person for numerous amounts of days hours at a time it did something to our mental space Mm -hmm. so that's where we definitely definitely saw an uptake increase um 2020 and i will say not only with adults but with children Mm -hmm. there's so many behavioral health issues uh with kids now I also work work with in child welfare foster care. So we see a lot of like our youth have so many behavioral health issues because of the pandemic and just being alone and trying to navigate that and what it did to their mental space about not being like social or uh, just being, just being sheltered, not having anything to do, right? Like Mm -hmm. and trying to understand that. So definitely an increase, I would have to say. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, thank you for doing the work, ladies, because I know it's um, very hard to be in a role that you're in. Um, so that's part of my next question. Like, how do you decompress after dealing with a three year old who experienced all this trauma or with your your kiddos or your clients? How do y'all decompress from work and I ask that because I'm a school psychologist and my first two years I struggled with that like I wanted to adopt every single kid I wanted to take them home I got super involved doing all kind of stuff to like try to make their lives better and I just realized I was running myself ragged trying to save the world essentially it was easier for me when I actually first started my role only because I lived further so I decided um because Britt and I, we had a professor in grad school, and she talked mm-hmm. about creating a ritual for yourself um, to be able to do that. Um, so I know one of the things that she did, she would say, okay, before I leave the office, like, when I turn this light off, I'm turning the light off on the whole day and all the things. And so for me, I use that as the drive. So I would process it on a long drive. Like, I cannot believe that that happened. I would be angry and sad and all those things. Um and it was like over, I think it was like an hour and a half drive. And so for me, I would sit in the driveway until I said, until I'm ready. Because when I walk in that house, my job cannot come with me. Um, and so some days I would sit in the car a lot longer than other days um, when I got in the habit of that. So for me, even now, um, I'm a big, like, I'll just talk it out. I don't know about y'all, but sometimes I talk to myself. Um, I don't think it's crazy. Um, and, and my mom used to say, it's not crazy unless you respond to yourself. I respond to myself too, because sometimes it's that deep. Um, so there are some days and I have those conversations, you know, um, because I can't show a lot of the stuff to my clients, right? Um, because they don't want people to feel bad for them or anything like that. So, uh, I let out, I, I have a playlist. Um, and that's, it's like my go-to, it's like a mix of like calming, a mix of like, um, like some worship praise music that's just like like yes like we made it through the day girl um thank you lord um so for mm-hmm. me it's, it's a, a mixture of all those things so it I looks bet. like y'all have a way of disconnecting from your line of work but do you ever feel that it carries over into your personal relationships with family friends colleagues whomever Yeah, I see some I, Yeah. I'm always waiting for Asia to like jump in. <laughs> uh, I, I definitely, I actually had a conversation with Asia probably a couple weeks ago in regards to like, how do we turn off the therapist when it comes to our partner or our friend? Right. Mm-hmm. So like, my husband and I will be having a conversation and I'm always like, yeah, but, and I'm using all these words and he's like, huh? Like what English, you know, what, what's going on here? Um, but it's, it's hard because we're so, we're so solution driven all the time and people are constantly pouring into us. Right. And then we're trying to then kind of get them to see things from their perspectives and meeting them where they are that when you're, when you have a real life conversation, I'll give you an example. I had a friend who was going through something or she went through something with a, with a guy and then she hit me up. And she simply just wanted to vent that she was having a moment. And for me, it was like, okay, well, I think that this, this, and this, like, maybe you need to process this. What are you feeling in this moment? And she's like, I didn't ask you for all this. I just wanted to share with you that I was having a moment. And I'm so used to doing that. And I immediately called Asia and I'm like, am I wrong for like trying to? And she's like, no, you're not wrong. You just didn't turn off the therapist in you. 
Um, Mm. So it can become very difficult because, again, you're listening to understand perspectives instead of just listening to hear, right? Or just Mm -hmm. listen to listen um, in Mm -hmm. that moment. So I definitely 100% translates over into my friendships and family for sure. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I think sometimes too people, sometimes it's not because we're a therapist that makes us the way that we are. Sometimes the way that we are naturally makes us good therapists, right? So I'm realizing that I was already one of those friends that's like, I'm like, all right, girl, what's the problem? All right, let me help you solve it. Mm-hmm. And I think now that I have this like this training right behind it, now it's like, oh yeah, I could I could solve that easy. We could process that <laughs> easy, you know? And it's because <laughs> I care. Right. Um yeah. and so same with Brit, I think it's about just understanding when to take the hat off. Um mm-hmm. and when to go back to because and my friends know like either way we're gonna get through whatever issue that it is. But now I actually, I told Britt, when I talk to my friend and my family, I always start with, are you just asking, to, are you saying this to vent or do you need my input? Um, mm-hmm. So I always just listen first. And then I don't give any response until I say, okay, are you asking me or do you, are you good? Um, <laughs> just to kind of like stay clear of that. Yeah, it's good. So do you feel like sometimes your friends and family don't want to open up to you because you're a therapist and because of your training? Like, um, I get this a lot too. Oh, you're trying to therapize me or you're trying to analyze my brain. It's just like, no, one, I work with kids. So no, I'm not trying to do any of that with you. I'm not qualified to work with adults. Um, But do you feel like people try to put you in this box and may not want to be themselves around you because of your line of work? Uh, not so much for me, actually. Um, mm-hmm. I find that when people first meet me, though, it's different than friends and family because they know me. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I've been the same. I'm the same way regardless. But when new people meet me and then they ask me what I do and I say I'm a therapist, oh, they change. One of the first <laughs> things they'll say is like, oh, are you going to analyze me? Mm-hmm. Like, no, I, don't do that. I do that nine to five. I do not want to do that right now. Right. <laughs> like yeah. you're, you're good. That's you're fair. safe. But I think more so people that don't really know me so well. Yeah. 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 My husband That's is cool. a psychologist. So I, sometimes when we're talking, I'm like, are you, I'm on the other end. <laughs> so I'm like, are you, are you working? Or are you really like, what's really, what's going on here? Um, That's hilarious. <laughs> well, go ahead, Devin. I'm sorry. Uh, so, EMDR are y'all familiar with that okay so this has been like a a a buzzword Um, we have a lot of friends who've been doing this kind of therapy we've been seeing all kind of TikToks about it so I thought it'd be relevant to ask therapists you know what is that can you explain that to our listeners do you guys think it's effective um is this is I know it's been around since like the 80s, but now it's just like a phenomenon almost like I see it every time I open up my phone. I don't know if it's my algorithm or what, but like I'm like, OK, what do I need to do this? Because I'm just seeing it so much. Um, so can you all talk to us about that a little bit? Yeah, um, I can share a little bit. Um, so I actually did a two day training since I'm already in the trauma world. Um, EMDR kind of fits right in with that. So with EMDR, though, it's usually used for adults, right? Um, and people that have PTSD, they've expanded it now. Um, so sometimes they use it for folks that have um, like anxiety, um, any any really sort of like any symptoms that were any experiences that still impacts them, right? That they have strong ties to. So whether it's strong emotional ties, um, where they have triggers that still will impact their day to day. Right. Um, and so and firstly, for folks, because I realize I'm big on like just acronyms. Right. Um, and then in, in my mm-hmm. world, we use it for everything. EMDR, it's eye movement desensitization and reprocessing therapy. Um, and so that's a lot of words, y'all. But basically what happens is it's multiple steps, right, that people use is about eight steps. Um, but what it does is when we experience any type of trauma, um, our bodies is basically saying, okay, this is a scary moment, right? And so we go into the fight, flight, or freeze. Um, and so when that happens, we get, we don't actually process what has occurred. We just store it. Um, and so it doesn't allow our bodies to go through the natural healing process. 
right? So like if somebody trips, it's like, oh man, that sucks, right? But it's it usually doesn't have this lingering impact for folks. Um, but with something stronger, right? Um, such as like things that when people are diagnosed with PTSD, they have very, very strong um, symptoms such as they may have flashbacks, right? Um, Re-experiencing different things like that. And so with EMDR, I, I'm a fan of it um, just because it doesn't take that many sessions um, to do for people to actually process that trauma. So sometimes people might have to do like the 12 to 16 to 18 sessions, right, of a, of a different type of modality. But when it comes to EMDR, sometimes people feel, feel better than what they say in like two sessions, right, um, upwards of usually it's about six, six to eight. And so... Um, so with that, basically, it's just uh, rapid eye movements, right? So bilateral. So you're going side to side with your eye movements. Sometimes people do tapping. Um, so they're like the butterfly pat um, or tapping on the knees. And what that's doing is it's actually it's reworking your brain, right? Um, so it's allowing the network between the circuits in your brain to communicate effectively um, so that you're not in that fight, flight, or freeze moment. You're just, you're going to a particular moment of a trauma, a particular memory, a particular thing that happened. Um, And with that eye movement, it's actually creating that communication um, within your brain so that it becomes less, um, less, less traumatizing, right? Um, You're not as sensitized uh, to it. And so I, like I said, I like it. I, I enjoy, I've seen it done. Um, I've done a couple trainings on it. Um, I'm a fan of it. I know it's controversial for some folks. Um, some people think it's a little like, oh, so it's like, okay, so you talk about this trauma. You you're not really digging deep into it. You're literally mm-hmm. going to a particular moment, and then you replace it with, okay, well, what did you want to feel? What are some positive things that could have happened in this moment? And so what ends up happening is, as your brain is doing it, it's like, okay, I don't feel that sensation in my body anymore. Now, when I think about this moment, I'm thinking about the positive, um, the positive thought that I want to have, right? Or the positive experience that I know I could have had in that moment. Um, so I'm a fan of it. Uh, I think that it not, it's not for everyone. Everyone is not trained in it. Um, everyone does not qualify to do it or needs to do it. Um, and I think sometimes with social media, when things are the hot topic, everybody wants to do it. Um, mm-hmm. It's not needed for everybody. All y'all don't need to do. It's cool. I get it. <laughs> don't try to do it at home. TikTok is not going to show you exactly how to do it. Okay? Um, so start with the TikTok university, y'all. Right. Right. <laughs> y'all heard it from a, a therapist herself. Okay. <laughs> so maybe my algorithm need to change. I'm like, dang, I need to sign up for this. Like, <laughs> Girl. I'm always diagnosing myself with something, though. So. Oh. <laughs> uh, Oh, thank you, Asia. So, that was a very thorough answer. So yes, very. thank you. And you actually taught me a little bit. Like I've heard about it and um I have not, like Devin, it has not been down my timeline, but um <laughs> I I we have some friends, like she she mentioned that have gone through this form of therapy, but I have not really taken the time to research exactly what it is, and I'm happy you were able to break that down. Um, as simply as you you could <laughs> um, for people like myself to really understand um, what that form of therapy looks like. Um, of course, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, our question, our last question to you all is, do you all participate in therapy? Do y'all go to therapy? Yes, absolutely. Yes, amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's so necessary. I definitely think it's so necessary. Um, mm-hmm. Only because, again, we're, we're, I was just literally telling my husband probably like 45 minutes ago or before we started, um, the spirits that attach themselves mm. to you, right? Mm-hmm. When you're actually having these sessions is draining and overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Like, especially if you're doing anywhere between two to four or five sessions a day is, is a lot, even one session, it could be one very extreme mm-hmm. session for mm-hmm. you. Um, you have to just dis- disconnect. And I feel like even disconnecting or even trying to put on mommy hat or friend hat or whatever hat that I have to wear at that time, I need therapy. Mm-hmm. I have, I, I tell Asia all the time, like, 
how, girl, how many times do we have Issa moments where we're in the mirror, like, checking yourself, <laughs> like, girl, go ahead, Shout you out know? to Insecure. Um, <laughs> yes, shout out to Insecure. <laughs> but those are real life moments that you have, you're reflecting in the mirror, talking to yourself, like, I'm a little crazy, you know what I'm saying? So I just feel like it's good to tell, have somebody else, you know, hear your side, your perspective mm -hmm. of things, sit on the other side of the couch, if you will. Um, and kind of gain some insight too on on things that you can I don't know about you Asia but I've taken some things that I've actually learned from my therapist to therapy that's actually mm -hmm. worked for me that I might see in a client I'm mm -hmm. like okay this actually works for me let me try it on a on a client and see how they react to it and it's been beneficial for everybody so we're literally passing down like treatment patterns to make ourselves better um, in the world as a whole so definitely therapists need therapists absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah, I love that. I did have another question. I'm sorry. I know Kendra said that was our last question, but yeah. we are in our mid thirties, right? And, um, a lot of time we have a few friends who like really want to be married, really want to have kids and like mm -hmm. just really counting down their clock. Right. And it's stressing them out. It's, um, making them down. It's making them depressed. They feel like they're not going to find that person or they're never going to have kids. Like how, um, what do you say to them? how do you help them? What advice can you give to them? Because I can only imagine that's something you really want and it's really out of your control, right? The dating pool sucks, right? From what I hear. Um, and from what I see too, like men on podcasts just talking crazy. I'm like, take the mics away, please. Because this, this cannot be men in real life. Like it's just really the passport bros or brothers, whoever they are. It's just like, this cannot be, this can't be for real. Like it can't be. And I can't imagine being like a single woman looking at that. Like I'll be stressed the hell out too, because it's like, okay, where is my person? Because mm -hmm. this, this just can't this can't be it um and you know sometimes we try to offer advice to our rich auntie friends or our, our single friends or our friends that are just living life to the fullest because this is also even though I love my life and love having kids and love being a wife and love being a mom like there are times when I just want to get away and I cannot because mm -hmm. I have responsibilities to my family um so one I think you really have to be sure and know this is what you want because once once you get it, ain't, you ain't no going back. You can't just sit it back. This ain't Target. Look, you can't send the kid back, but you can you can send the husband. I don't, don't want to send my I, husband back, Jonathan. I that's not my what I'm saying. But you can send the husband right. back. But you kids. can't look. You can't go in there with a receipt or without a receipt with a credit card statement. Like, hey, can I? Can you take this back? I don't have my receipt, but I got this credit card statement. <laughs> Just give me store credit. Just right. give me store, store credit. credit something. No, you got to be sure. But like, I know I'm rambling, but what, because this is like a real concern for a lot of my friends. So I'm like, okay, we have therapists on here and they listen to the podcast. Y'all may have some insightful information you can give them of how to regulate those feelings or some other things they can do to not like focus on just that part of their life because a lot of these women are really successful too and like doing a damn thing, you know? So what are your thoughts? Well, I'll, I'll just speak because I'm not a rich auntie. I'm a nonprofit auntie. <laughs> Shout out to us too. Um, <laughs> you can be rich in spirit. It doesn't matter what's in your bank account. Trust, there are more, there's Hello. more to the definition of rich auntie than monetary. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank you for saying that. Um, cause social media will have us fooled because every time I see rich auntie is somebody with a fur coat or something. <laughs> Some of us are just nonprofit aunties and that's okay. Okay. Big, big heart, big heart. But, um, but as, as a nonprofit auntie, um, that that's one of the things for me too. Like it got to the point y'all where I was, I was like, I, I need to change up my, my eating habits and I need to take these vitamins because I'm going to have a geriatric pregnancy because by the time it happens, this is, this is how my body's going to be, you know, all that stuff. Um, and a couple of things, right. I hadn't even talked to my doctor about it. And my doctor said, okay, cool. I mean, you can, if you'd like to, but also just remember um, our bodies really are evolving. So women are having healthy children later on. 
Um, mm-hmm. And so it is possible, right? So it's not like, a, oh my goodness, um, I'm going to be 45 having my first child. And, you know, there obviously are different risks, but mm-hmm. um, there are so, so many um, women and folks that are having, you know, that are having children um, later on. That's the first thing. The second thing is uh, what my doctor told me uh, is stress. So stress is actually um, one of the things that are are the reasons why people have some folks will have complicated pregnancies to begin with. Right. Um, just different different factors in life. Also, even the women that are having like children old at, at later ages, um, one of the things that doctors say to them a lot is to reduce your levels of stress. Right. So um, because I don't think we realize how much stress actually puts a strain on our bodies. Um, not just mm-hmm. in an emotional sense, but in a physical sense, right? So, um, so I would say, get in the space of having a stress, um, a stress-reducing uh, practice, whatever that is. So, for some people, that might be going to yoga, that might be having like a girls' night, that might be journaling, that might be, you know, just soaking in a tub with some Epsom salt. You know, I did that the other day. That's why I said it. So, you know, so okay. figuring out different things for you that that can work to help reduce your stress. So that's that's the first thing, just because you want to prepare your body for when that does happen, um, that you haven't worked yourself up to the point now. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Where you are have been holding on to toxicity um, because then your child mm-hmm. that would then be released to, to your child. Right. Um, and then honestly, I would just say have fun. And I know that's hard because I, I'm with y'all. OK. All the aunties, I'm one of them too. So I get it. Um, but being able to date yourself, right? So have I'm a big fan of solo trips. Um, and you can ask Britt. I'm usually always traveling somewhere to visit somebody. I'm rarely home. Um, because for me, it's like, okay, I, I then once you have life experiences, I've always said I want to live the full human experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, as, as a woman, I do believe um, you know, if my body's able to, I want to have children, right? I want to do all those things. But right now, my it just hasn't happened for me yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't want to then um, spend my time not experiencing the rest of the fullness of life that I could have. Um, and so I'll go to different places. I'll try different foods. Um, I usually will create like a little list of, okay, all the things I need, I want to do in my area. And I do some touristy things. I grab a friend and we'll, you know, go out to different places. But for me, it's just about um, building my life up with, with pockets of joy um, mm-hmm. so that when it comes, I can fully appreciate, you know, the relationship. I can fully appreciate, you know, the family um, and then just have faith that it will happen, you know, and it's time. I love that perspective. Yeah, me too. Me too. That was I'm going to just jump in real quick before you guys mm-hmm. close out, because I feel like. It could be, mine is less of a therapeutic response. Mine Mm -hmm. is more of just realistically, just stop. Mm -hmm. Just stop, right? And what I mean by stop is literally, it's not a race. Mm -hmm. There is no deadline. There is Mm -hmm. no finish line. Life is so short. We can be gone at a blink of an eye, right? So you have to live every moment to to give yourself some fulfillment, some self-fulfillment there. People don't understand, and I say this all the time, people don't understand women specifically because that's what the question was asked for women in their mid-30s emotional addiction is real we're Mm. addicted to being like emotionally attached to human beings that's just part of our nature right like we're emotional creatures and men are logical or whatever so when we understand what emotional addiction looks like and how that can kind of co-sign with codependency on a man and then we realize that we're trying to check these boxes uh, or make everything work or fit this square through this circle. And it's like, it really doesn't, right? You have to then take a step back and understand that, okay, I need to do the work for myself. Mm-hmm. I need to heal for myself. I need to redefine myself or where I'm at in life and what I want. Everything else will kind of fall in to place. I believe a man should be the one that's in pursuit of the woman, right? Like mm-hmm. not the other way around. I'm not saying that women can't, go out and meet new people or be the aggressor or whatever it is. That's if your style is your style. However, there are times where we just need to stop and understand our cravings of emotional addiction and how Mm -hmm. much we're just like embedded in those things as women at this age, because society has defined for us that we need to be married, white picket fence with kids, Mm -hmm. 
by 35. And it's really and truly not that because if you rush into something that you're not ready for, hey, let me tell you, when the flowers are gone and the freaking, I don't know, the tune stop and the party's done, right? The wedding is over and marriage is actually walking into this house every day and stepping into those shoes as a wife, it is very much real and mm -hmm. all everything that comes along with it. So having a partner that's supportive, that finds that healthy balance with you and you all are able to communicate and I don't know, like kind of just live it out on this firm foundation that we all talk about these cliches. It's very much real, very much real. Um, it's, it's not just a put on for social media or your family and friends just checking those boxes. Again, you have to live with these decisions that you make with the partner that you decide to be with. So stop, take your time, right? Kind of reanalyze <laughs> and just redefine yourself and make sure you're doing everything that you want to do for you first. That's good. That's, That's real. Cool. It is. That's really real. That was, that was. I actually, that oh, go ahead, Devin. Go ahead. No, I'm just basking in what she said. <laughs> I'm just both of them. <laughs> so I, I actually have one more question for y'all. Um, so there are women out there and I'll, I'll say this is I'm, I'm women um, who are interested in going to therapy, but they, they don't know where to start. Like, mm -hmm. I, I've talked to friends and family who have gone to therapy and they're like, oh my gosh, my therapist was the worst. I have to find a new therapist and that's a whole experience in itself. And you're already having to attend therapy for whatever reason, but having to stop therapy because you and your therapist ain't, ain't connecting right. and having to find someone else, like that just seems like trauma in itself. Um, so are there any tips that you all can offer to me um, and, and any other listener who is interested in therapy and, and they don't really know where to start, but some tips on how to find the right therapist. I think yeah. it all comes down to, and Asia, you can piggyback off of me. I can already kind of know what you were going to say. Cause we again had this conversation a couple of days ago. <laughs> um, but I, I think it all depends on what you want, right? Like knowing what you want first. There's a lot of clients that came to me that were like, I wanted a black therapist. That's a woman specifically. Um, so a, 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 I'm happy that she did find me, but a tip that I would give that when I was in search of one is, is, um, what is it called? Therapy, therapyforblackgirls.com. Mm -hmm. It's a site where you can literally go. It, I'm speaking to the culture now, right? The, the black culture, where you can specifically go to find a black therapist. It highlights every type of therapeutic service they provide, insurance they take, what they look like. You can see them. Um, they have a bio, how long they've been in practice, their license. All of that information is there. And you can check the boxes and it's by area, by location, any state, any city, any zip code, in person, telehealth. It's literally all there. It's like a big directory inbox. Um, I guide a lot of my clients to that site that are looking specifically for black therapists. Mm -hmm. Other than that, you just have to. Um, it's hard. It's like doing a research paper, right? Some of it is trial and error, even if you do find one that you might like or consider because of the way that they look. Um, I believe those initial take those take the chance in doing those consultation calls. Those fifteen minute consultation consultation call consultation calls, um, most of the time they're free. Mm -hmm. So when you take that time, you can get a, a perspective on who you're going to move forward with and ask all the questions you need to ask. Like, how long have you been doing this? Do you enjoy this? Right? Like or or how what uh practices do you do you do? Um, I'm suffering from anxiety. Is this something that you specialize in? What's your availability? What's your schedule like? Mm -hmm. Ask all the questions that you need. Um, and that's your time really to kind of decide whether you're going to move forward or not, if it's even worth your time. Yeah. Thank you for that, Brittany. Um, and I would also say for folks that are looking for, so a similar website, um, that's just for any, any type of therapist, um, multi-ethnic, um, database, if you will, um, is growtherapy.com. Um, mm -hmm. So similar concepts, you'll be able to see the profiles of the folks, you'll be able to type in your insurance, um, all the things. But I would say, um, before doing any of that, just know what you need therapy for. 
Um, are you looking for a therapist that will challenge you? Because some people think that therapy is going to be like, either they're just going to give you advice the whole time. Not all therapists do that, right? Most therapists will not do that. Um, are you looking for someone that you just kind of want to vent to, right? So even asking the therapist, what is their style? Um, because that might give you a little bit of insight because sometimes people, they, they think things are all fine and dandy until their therapist starts asking them deeper questions, right? And then they run away from it because it's scary. Um, or when the therapist is giving them therapy homework, right? Um, it's like, wait a minute, I, I got to do work outside of this. Um, and then right. they run away from it, right? So I think going into the therapeutic space with trying to figure out what is it that you need from a therapist? Um, mm -hmm. what type of style do you, do you feel that you would mesh with? And also what are the things that you know you are ready to do? What is the work that you are ready to do? Um, because if there's certain work that you're not ready to do, um, then you're not going to mess with your therapist once you get to that point. Right. Um, so I would just say, mm -hmm. just really evaluate those things before you even go into those consultations. But as Britt said, um, go to the consultations. Last thing, when you're looking up in those databases, find three therapists because if one doesn't work in a consultation call you already have one that you're like look all right it's fine i'll well set up this one you know next anyway so mm -hmm. kind of like ahead in that way too gotcha yeah. thank you for that yeah that was good that was really good so all that therapy talk it is time for some mama juice okay oh, let me say i'm glad <laughs> i got mama juice today Right. Me too. <laughs> glad. Yes. Fat drinking um, mama juice. <laughs> So, uh, as you all know, our drinks are always inspired by our guests and what they like. And both my girls, Brittany and Asia, are here for the whiskey. And y'all know I love me a brown um, beverage. <laughs> um, so today's Mama Juice is actually titled Talk It Out. Because that's what we've been doing. We've been talking it out. And when we asked Brittany and Asia what they liked, they were both very specific. They like whiskey, but they, they told me exactly what they liked. And Brittany <laughs> likes Jack Honey and Coke. If, is that correct, Brittany? And Asia, yes. you like a whiskey sour, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> what I did was I kind of merged the two. Um, so we have two ounces of whiskey. Um since Brittany likes Jack, I would say get a Tennessee whiskey, um, a splash of Coke. I just put a splash because, you know, um, and then I, I put a, a splash. Yeah, Devin, Devin got Coke with a splash of whiskey. Um, <laughs> and then I do a squeeze of fresh lemon juice and I garnish with a lemon will garnish. So it's super simple. It's straight to the point. We're talking it out. Uh, that is the cocktail version. Now, if you want the mocktail version, you don't drink, you are a mama to be, that is totally fine. You can have to talk it out. Just have a Coke with some lemon juice and a lemon will garnish and you have the talk it out beverage inspired by Brittany and Asia, our girls from Small love Talk. It. Yes. Love it, love it, love it. So if this is your first time listening, we also have a segment called Mama's Corner. And so this is our opportunity to connect with that guest further. Typically, our listeners will write in a letter or we can be reflective. And so I want to be reflective for this one because you all just had a podcast about outgrown friendships. And so Kendra and I have this conversation all the time. You know, in your 30s, you just don't tolerate what you tolerated in your 20s. I don't know if it's because you got kids now or what. You know, you just be like, I don't have the bandwidth, the capacity. You could be mad. I don't care. And especially coming from a people pleaser, like I've always wanted to see my friends happy. Um, I've always just was the biggest, bigger person, always just wanted to keep the peace. But now I don't have the bandwidth to do that. And I think people are starting to feel that. And I have no beef. Like, there's no issue. I don't love you any less. It's just that I cannot put my attention on that any longer. Um, so if you want to have a temper tantrum, if you not, if you don't want to talk to me or I have people like unfollow me and block me on social media, I didn't even know I was being blocked. But sure, um, blocked. <laughs> right. I was just like, we taking it that far. But um Someone had to tell me I was blocked, but, um, you know, things like that, um, you know, just outgrown friendships. Can we talk about that a little bit? Um, and like, 
what do y'all think about that? Like, am I hitting a nail on the head when we talk about just being too busy for confrontation or I don't know. I don't know where to meet these people at or, you know, you mean where they at? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's about like not take, you can't take everybody with you to the next level. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And your level in in life, you may be married with kids and they may, may not be, or Mm -hmm. if they are, maybe their marriage looks totally different from yours. Mm -hmm. Right. So just kind of understanding where you are in life. I've done this a thousand times and I said this on the pod. It's my friends are very much in different places of their mm-hmm. of their lives and they mm-hmm. will not understand. I want to say out of maybe like the eight of us, two of us have kids. The rest mm-hmm. of them are, if they are in a relationship, they don't have the children and that sucks you dry. Like mm-hmm. having kids sucks you dry. Really mm-hmm. it does. Um, so just understanding like as we get older, I think after we hit... Um, 25 i'll throw 25 out there you have to understand that a check-in is a check-in baby i still love you Mm -hmm. i'm still here for you hit my line when you need me i will always be there but i am not going to be able to sit on the phone with you for two and three hours i might not be able to do sunday brunch every single week right but like just those check-ins are very meaningful just to let that person know like hey i'm thinking about you everything good okay boom like, we'll, we'll catch up more when we can, but I just need you to know that I'm checking in with you. So just mm-hmm. kind of understanding the dynamics of your relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. I, the way that I see it, too, is, <laughs> it's just because I, I think, like, I have to schedule time with the friends that I'm close to. You know what I mean? Like, so I definitely am not about to give too much energy to people that I'm no longer, you know what I'm saying, that, that, that the friendship is no longer... Um, viable really when you think about it so for me it's like a um i'm like a cool like if if we need to have a conversation you know because you don't want to be in my life no more okay and if not i'm gonna do some paperwork anyway you know what i mean like it's just just because i I really think about adult friendships just looks so different like brit and i usually we have to be like all right girl let's we literally have to schedule (laughs) we have we and then when we talk like all right the next time we'll talk is on this day at this time because it's like, and that's a friendship that I that I truly care about. Um, so mm-hmm. it's like, if I put that much work into, into my friendship with Brittany and we're close, you know, but understanding we're so busy, I'm not about to do that for for a dying friendship. I'm I'm just not mm-hmm. right. Right. Mm, yeah, that was good. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> well, ladies, you know what? So, go ahead. No, I'm saying that's how you know you. Uh, I was just gonna say that's how you know Kendra, you have you have kids because in my mind I was thinking um you, there's another song, it's not a kid song at all. <laughs> I just was like let it go. I was like, see that's how you know I'm the auntie, you the, the mama. <laughs> it's my niece my son does not like ro- frozen like he'll he may watch the Olaf for a few minutes, but he is he's not into frozen. He is yeah. just not. So. My boys like that too. Oh, that's girl stuff. Like, <laughs> your mama's a girl, okay? We're not doing that, right? <laughs> but this Thank was y'all. good, ladies. Thank y'all so much. Y'all was so insightful and so fun, and I'm pretty sure y'all going to help a lot of people today with this episode. So thank you. If anyone thank wants to reach out us. to both of you, how can they find you on social media? Mm-hmm. So our podcast is just underscore small talk. Uh, I, I don't, let me just leave it there. Sorry. <laughs> podcast, you, can, you can follow us, follow us at just underscore uh, small talk. I, and I know for it was separately, we do have our therapeutic pages, but if you go to that particular page on, mm-hmm. on Instagram, it connects you to our therapy pages as well. Oh, great. 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 Make sure great. We Good have that stuff, in the Y'all could be anywhere on your Thursday nights and you are kicking it with us at the Real Mama Pod. Yes. So, friend, where can they find us on the socials? They can find us wherever they like. We are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Pinterest, and we are at the Real Mama Pod. If you are curious about my life, I'm at Kendra Ferg underscore on Instagram, 
Twitter and TikTok. And I'm Kendra Ferguson on Facebook. Okay. And I'm mainly on Instagram. You can follow me at devgrace underscore. Mm-hmm. Um, check out our website if you want to know more about us. Yes. If you want some mama merch out. Yes. We're wearing our sweatshirts today. Yes. But we have other things on there. We also have rich auntie merch. So check us out. Yes. Uh, you can reach us at www.therealmamapod.com. <laughs> uh, yes. And if you are listening to us, of course, we need your reviews. Rate, subscribe, yes. review us. We are on all major platforms yes. and YouTube. Please make sure you leave your review. Yes, we've been working hard on our videos. As you, If you started with us from day one, you <laughs> see it's just getting better with time. So continue to be patient with us. And we thank you. Yes. And one last thing. If you have something from Mama's Corner. Yes. <laughs> Please write my friend in Mama's Corner. Yes. You can write us at Mama at the real Mama pod dot com. Yep. That's it. All right. <laughs> Until, Until next time. time. Bye. Bye.